Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. Great. Thanks, Ken. Pretty special sacred moment, isn't it, having communion together? And uh, I, I love the fact that, uh, that there's unity in agreement and that we come around um, the table together as family. So important. And, um, and we want to eat. Yeah, what we, what we feast on. We're feasting on um, <clears throat> what is good and right and holy in the Word of God. It's, it's certainly um, going to come through who we are. I loved um, Addie's little share, you know, from a child, from the words of babes, um, you know, sharing a prayer and that an, an immediate response to that prayer as to how I'm praying this to God, how am I going to uh, work it out? You know, sometimes we pray and we forget that we've got to be involved in that prayer <laughs> and, uh, <coughs> you know, take courage and uh, make it practical. And I love that uh, she talked about kindness. And I was only recent reading this week about Job and I love the fact that uh, Job came to realize Job who was so um, you know he lost everything he lost family he lost his home he lost his uh, his his sheep his goats his his life pretty much it was his livelihood and um, you know had people around him going oh you should curse God even his wife curse God and die his good friends but what he came to realize toward um, you know in Job 6:14 he said, Withholding loving kindness is forsaking God's holiness. And I just thought, wow, oh my gosh, there's times I'm not particularly loving or kind. Um, there's times when I'm feeling tension, I'm anxious, I might get angry, I might get overwhelmed. And, um, you know, Job recognised the kindness of God toward him. He lost everything. He had boils all over him. His body was struggling. And he realised, if I withhold loving kindness, I'm forsaking God's holiness in my life. Wow. And then to hear a child get up and talk about loving kindness and loving her friend, helping her lift her chair. I thought, it's the simplest things that we sometimes forget. And I'm, I, I, you know, I put my hand up to that. I just think, oh my gosh, it's in the simplest things in responding to what God is saying to us that His Spirit will move on our hearts and our lives. And uh, it's just such a, uh, a great moment There's in, in, in the life uh, that we're living and uh, in these latter days and what God's doing in and through our, our lives. And we as a church um, coming together you know, week in, week out. We meet together in our small groups. We, we work on teams together. We serve in our C3 Cares or on a team on Sunday. Uh, you know, we send people out to, uh, you know, Queen Vienne. And, we, and, you know, there's, there's just so much in the things that we're doing and supporting one another. We just had a prayer breakfast. And I was just so grateful for the prayer breakfast this morning. So many people that pray on our prayer chain. We've got pre- people um, that are going to, you know, be 
praying more and more in our services intentionally. You know, there's prayer before services, prayer after services, prayer in connect groups, prayer after coffee, prayer around the dinner table, prayer, you know, is happening throughout. Wherever we're going, whatever we're doing, we've got friends around us supporting us. We're accountable to one another through prayer. And I love the fact that um, in our prayer team this morning, we were sharing the things that God has been doing in and through our lives. And just they all shared it. You know, if we're not properly plugged in, we can't work out why God's not moving, but we've got to plug in and switch on. So this morning, I want us to listen to a message from um, Pastor Phil, who's the leader of our C3 movement, our C3 churches. And uh, I, you know, he's, we're just about to launch into Presence, the last Presence conference uh, in uh, Sydney. This year, there'll probably be quite a few of you going. Some of you can't. You can pull up podcasts if you can't get there. But what um, the wonderful thing with Pastor Phil, he's been, uh, you know, he has such a great apostolic ministry and gift on him. And I love that he moves in the gift of the Holy Spirit and that he is very prophetic and that prophecies he has prophesied in the past, we've seen them come to pass. And I want us just to look up to the screen and listen. And from there, I'd like us to, um, to really start to open our hearts to God and to allow God to minister to us, stir up the gift within. Do you know each one of us has gifts from God that's placed in us? Each one of us have the gift of Christ that uh, lives and dwells within us if we allow Him to, if we ask Him to. And uh, if you're here this morning and you haven't said, Jesus, I'd love you to come into my life. I'd love you to fill me. I'd love you to teach me, show me the unforced rhythms of life. Help me understand how it is to walk in freedom. Then He is here this morning to meet you and to minister to you. But it's the Holy Spirit that will come and stir up the gifts within you. There are gifts that are latent, that are lying, that aren't being stirred up. And some of you are using your gifts. Let God get on those and start to stir something in you. Right now, let's listen to Pastor Phil. AC3 family, what a pleasure it is to be speaking with you today in our church services all around the world. I wanted to share with you something that I believe is very important from God to our congregations and to our churches everywhere in the world today. We are moving into a new day with new oil at a new level and with new wine. I believe that there is new things that God is bringing in upon us that will cause us to expand, become bigger people discover greater levels of the power of God and of the blessings of heaven coming on our lives. Let me read this passage to you. Luke 5.37, No one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the wineskins, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. New wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one after drinking the old wine Wants the new, for they say the old is better. This is a fascinating piece of humanity where we, we ache for the old. We get sentimental and nostalgic and we think the old was better. But God wants to create momentum in our lives, which means going from one moment, 
where we maximize that moment, take advantage of it, make the full opportunity of a moment that God gives us. And then that will give us traction into the next moment. And life is a string of moment, moments which creates the word momentum. As we keep stepping out, we will find that the power of God is with us. Never does God do anything without actually engaging you and I in the process. So for us to go to new levels, we need to take the step of faith. Jesus didn't say to the gentleman who had been sick for 38 years, hey, just stay there. Healing's going to come. He said, stand up, pick up your bed and walk. And as, as he did that, that thought had never entered his head before. He was thinking, I'm going to get healed by another way. But as soon as Jesus said that, he discovered new wine. He got a new structure in his thinking. I can walk. And when he decided to take that step of faith, he found new wine, the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon him. You don't find Jesus saying to the blind guy, just stay there, healing's going to come. He says, go wash in the pool of Siloam. To the 10 lepers, he didn't say, just hang over there, guys. Healing's coming to you if you just stay where you are. When we are stuck, we will find not a lot happens. But getting unstuck means we'll hear God, we take a step and move into our future. I believe all around C3, we are seeing changes. We are seeing momentum. We are seeing people get traction as we take steps of faith and move into a new day with new wine, new revival, and a new fresh power from heaven coming upon us. As we, as we gain momentum, one of the, the great benefits of stepping out is discovering the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, you and I in our congregations, we need to host the Holy Spirit. We need to remember that why we gather is so that we can worship. And I would like to think that every one of us are front-footed, leaning into that worship moment in our church services. I would like to believe that we would grow from our around 100 to 120,000 people in church on every Sunday to there being a million worshipers in the house of God, just as a goal for you and I as C3 congregations, that there'll come a Sunday in the future, in the not too far distant future, where there are a million worshipers in our congregations all around the world. And the reason I say worshipers is because I know that that is the environment, that is the atmosphere, that is the action of God's people that invokes the presence of God, that houses the God of heaven and earth, that hosts the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible says, I want you to stir up the gift that is in you. Paul speaks to Timothy and he says, I'm reminding you, to stir up that gift that God has put on the inside of you. And when we stir up that gift in 2 Timothy 1.6, when we stir that gift up, we will find that the Holy Spirit is that gift and it manifests in some supernatural way. I believe with all my heart that we are in an age and a time where People in the world are searching for answers that are supernatural, not just natural. And I also believe 
that church people are getting bored and tired with doing church the way we've always done it. There is a new fresh element that we need to be reminded to stir up the Holy Spirit. Now, when I say we need to be open to hosting the Spirit of God in our services, that means there may be a need for us to create new wineskins for new wine. In our congregation, I've told our people, we're having longer services, people, because we shorten them to try and accommodate for people's time-poor, busy lives. But I found no one really clapped when I said that. But when I told them recently, we're having longer church services, people, so that we can linger longer in the presence of God. Not so I can preach longer, but so that we can actually spend more time soaking in the presence of God, letting His Spirit fill our lives. Now, that doesn't mean we're just every service. We're going to go on for hours and hours or anything. It just means I wanted people to have a new wineskin thinking and actually structure ourselves with our children's ministry, with our serving people, with our volunteers, so that everybody would be on the page. Everybody was applauding, saying, yes, we're hungry for God. There is a hunger and a thirst for the Holy Spirit and for the outpouring of God's presence in every heart right around the world, especially in the church. This is a really great sign. That hunger and thirst means that God is planning on visiting us in an unprecedented way to take us all up a level, to take us into new realms. And so Paul says to Timothy, I remind you, because we forget. He said, I remind you to stir up or fan into flame, literally is what it means, the gift that is within you. Now, Jude, he says, you will do this. You will stir up your faith. You will build up your faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. And that means speaking in tongues. That means speaking in a heavenly language. Stir up that gift. And as you unlock that, you will tune your spirit to hear the voice of God. You will cause life to come into your inner man. And as you stir up a gift that you have not been using, maybe such as prophecy or helps or giving or evangelism, every single one of us in our congregations, as we stir up the gift that God has given us, we will find that that is the most exciting and encouraging and nourishing thing we can do for our spiritual life. Jesus says, my food, my nourishment is to do the will of Him who sent me. So when every one of us in our congregation say, yeah, I'm putting my hand up to serve with my gift, with what I can do. I can greet people. I can help count things. I can, I can be a car park attendant. I can serve in any area. When we stir up that gift, we will find ourselves actually feeling revival on the inside. We'll find a fire coming in. Now, Paul says it again. To Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.14, he says, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. So impartation comes through prophecy, through ministry, through the laying on of hands, and gifts can be imparted into people's lives. And he is saying, don't neglect that gift. Don't be looking at other people's gifts and saying, oh, I wish I could, I could do what they do. You've got a gift. Some people have the gift of cooking, hospitality, 
There are other people who don't. <laughs> and you don't, you don't want to be eating the food of the people who can't cook. But, but some people, they can welcome people into their homes, provide meals, help at church. Never underestimate the power of hospitality to win people into the kingdom and to establish them in the house of God. Every one of us have a gift. I'm believing that as we become worshipers who house and host the Holy Spirit, we will find that we stir up the gifts that are on the inside of every single one of us and that by that gift we will cause great growth, great expansion in the church and great revival in our people. Let me pray for you as I close. Father, I pray for the great gift of the Holy Spirit to be filling every single one of our members, every single person who's in the house of God, every single attender, every guest, every worshiper, so that, Lord, we would experience the fullness of being God's people on planet Earth today in Jesus' name. God bless you. Look forward to talking with you again soon. So, wow. You know, uh, with Job, <laughs> following on from Pastor Phil, Job recognised God's kindness in his heart. God, he recognised that he didn't want to forsake God's holiness at work in his life. And of course, if we read the end of Job, he, uh, he ended up, his family multiplied, his livestock multiplied. He, he, uh, God replenished all that was robbed from him. You know, I believe this morning that as we stand up and worship God, that as we kneel on our knees, if you want to come to the altar, if you want to sit in your chair, I actually want to let you to allow yourselves room for God to move and to speak. Some of you may say, I'm not sure what it sounds like, what God's voice sounds like in my life. Um, you know, I, hey, I believe, this is my thing, when I, I believe that God's voice to me is that it's good. <laughs> I'm not, you know, like, I would open the Word of God and are you speaking to me through this, Lord God? Do I need to speak to a brother that I'm concerned about? Can I come to him in love? If God is saying to do that, then I will do that. If God is saying to let it lie for a moment and, and pray for them. If God is saying to me, I want you to host someone this week. If God is saying, you know, whatever it might be, there's certain things within our life that God is speaking to us about. And are we responding? The, the disciples, when Jesus, um, when Jesus came to them and said to them, they've been fishing all day long, trying to catch fish. It was their, their trade. They knew how to do it. They were gifted in it. Jesus said, I want you to throw your net on the other side. And it's like, Peter, but we've been doing this all day. Nothing's happened. Like, come on. The voice of God was speaking to him in um, Luke 5, 3. And he just said, but master, we've toiled all day and night and caught nothing. Here's the key. He said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And they caught great many fish. And then further down, Jesus talks about don't put old wine, uh, don't put new wine in old wine skins. And then further, further down, further along, 
after Jesus' death and resurrection, he turned up. Where were the guys? They were back fishing, back doing the old thing. Because it's easier to go back to the old way of doing things. And Jesus is on the side. He's ready to, hey, let's have some dinner together. Let's, let's do some life together. And they're like, he said, throw your net on the other side. It's like, why? Like, you know, we've been fishing again all day. And Jesus comes back to us and he says, I'm just speaking to you right now. If you could just throw it on the other side you're going to catch a lot of fish. And I believe that that's what's happening to us today. I believe that when God is speaking to us, we sometimes fall back into the old patterns. We fall back into what we know. We fall back into what we can do well. God wants to stir the gift inside of us, but he also wants us to respond uh, to him. And if God is saying to you, step out of the boat, step out and uh, make a change, then I'm going to encourage you to do it. Let's all stand or if you want to sit, if you want to kneel, if you want to, through this time, we're going to just worship for a little bit and uh, Angela's going to take us there. And I want you to allow God to speak to your heart this morning and I'm going to stop talking right now.
all stand in this place. We're going to sing that again. Because where there is new wine, there is new Spirit of God, keep ministering to you right now. It's hard to get out of the old sometimes, isn't it? Old patterns, old ways. I know when we make room, God starts speaking to us.
Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are true to your word, that you do a new thing. It's new for us, Lord, but for you, it's who you are. And so, my King, we, we bow down. We surrender. We ask, my King, forgive us that we resist you for you are doing a new thing. Your word is full of, I do a new thing. Look, today I do a new thing. And this is what I do. I am God and this is what I do. I change lives and I, I bring healing. It is a new thing. Healing isn't something that just happens. It is a new thing. We were sick and we were lost and we were without hope and there was nothing. And look, God does a new thing and He brings healing and He brings life and He brings a new thing for us. Let us grasp hold of that. Let us say, God, we hold on to your new thing. It is not just us, Lord. The whole church is moving this way. The whole church is saying, God, we want to hold on to you. And as you do the new thing, we will do it with you. We are the new skins. We are the new wine. Yes, Lord, we are the new generation. We are the next generation. Lord, and you, you live in today, in the now. You do the thing that is now appropriate for us. You change lives now. You bring a new life now. Lord, you make the impossible possible now because you are doing this new thing. So we grasp hold of it. Yes, Lord, we are afraid. We are scared, but we know, we know God who created all things is in this. So we hold on to you and we say, God, do your will. We will surrender to you. Do your will. We will do whatever you ask, Lord. Help us so that we will be a new, a new skin in a new wine in this new thing you do. Let us surrender to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand on that. New wine for all of us. We're in this together. The power of God is at work in your life, in your heart through your conversations. Come on. In the name of Jesus, there is Can I just get you to 
Put your arm on the hand on the person next to you. Hope that's not too uncomfortable for anyone, but we're family. You might be here for the first time, and uh, we love. I know that you're here for a reason. I know that God is uh, is speaking into your heart. If you're here for the first time, or perhaps you've been even looking for a church, I believe God's saying to you, "This is your church." Thank you, Father. Thank you for your people. I thank you that we are your people. I thank you, God, for your faithfulness. I thank you for your loving kindness and your mercies that are new every day. Thank you, Lord God, that you forgive us of every sin, of every attitude that separates us from you, of every anxiety that separates us from you, of every conversation that separated us from you Lord God forgive us of our sin search our hearts oh God restructure where you need to deep within our soul God that we can have the revelation of your loving kindness that we wouldn't withhold it from others Lord, that the gift stirs up as we reach out to one another. Help us to love ourselves, Lord God, to see the way that you love us. Help us to forgive one another. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that where it's been hard to forgive, you give us the strength and the courage to forgive someone else. Lord God, that we can release all that holds us, every bondage that's held us, every chain we break it. We see its power being broken. We speak it, we declare it, we walk in it, and we thank You for Your freedom that allows us to be authentic and true, to live out the Word of God all our days. We call back our sons and our daughters, our prodigals, those who've walked away from You. And we lay, Lord God, them at the altar. And we thank You, Lord God, that You would speak into their lives, that You'd bring a revelation. Lord, that You show us how to love someone who's walked away, how to love someone who seems different to us, how to love those, Lord God, who are often can be an enemy to us. We thank You, God, that You are restoring within our heart. You are shifting us, that we can be outliving Your Word in our lives. Let faith rise. In Jesus' Name we pray. And bless Your people on their going out and their coming in. We thank You, God. We thank You, Jesus. And let's all agree together, church, in Jesus' Name. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand for His goodness. New wine. I'm up for that. I'm up for new wine. And I'm up for an altar and placing ourselves in God's hands so that He can restructure the areas that need to be in our lives.
and that we can make room for God in our services, in our connect groups, in our families, in our family life. So God bless you. We love you. Pastor Steve and I, you are family. And there are so many people out there. There's people coming, moving in into the the housing next door. We want to encourage them to come along, be part of community. There are your friends, my friends. We can invite them into our family, our community. Amen. We're going to see this place booming. (laughs) Booming. Amen. I love you. Christy, why don't you come on up? Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.